Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. today and we are recording our sessions on conversations in the decades and Allison this has been a fun podcast because we've talked to people in their 20s and 30s and today we're talking with Beth Baxter who's joining us and Beth's in her 40s. I know and it's getting real because earlier it was like oh we were talking to the youngins but now it's kind of hitting our era and our generation really because we were you know it was the Zoomers, then the Millennials, and I think we're smack dab in with the Gen X. And I, I, I'm a big fan of this generation. And uh, so it'll be fun to talk. And, and again, you'll get to hear some perspective of what it was like 10 years ago for you. And then we'll get to hear from you, you know, going where, what we're looking forward to. Right, Reba? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love my 40s. I did. I just loved my 40s. So, uh, so I'm hoping that you guys are loving yours. But Beth, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you. Just a little bit about Beth. Beth is an executive director for Senior Living Facilities here in Tennessee. Uh, Beth, you're married. You have a teenage son. So you are just right in the middle of it. So tell us a little bit about you. Sure, sure. I am a Tennessee girl born in the South. Yep. And I'm 45 years old, so smack in the middle of the 40s decade. And um, like you said, I'm married to a police officer. So like that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. Law enforcement, wife, life. It's a crazy life. So um, just juggling that. I uh, have a 13-year-old uh, boy, teenager. So this is a fun, definitely a fun stage. Um, as you said, I'm an administrator in healthcare. I started professionally fresh out of college in you know, I, I remember my first job, I was the director of social services, which was a social worker. So I started as a social worker and I remember uh, someone introduced me to a family member and um, they said, this is our director of social services. And the lady said, um, you are awfully young to be a director. And which at that point in time, I mean, I was the director of myself, you know, there was, it's a one person department. So really it just makes me sound good. You know, the director of social services, but you know, I remember that story vividly. And now as I think back, I am 20 years into my professional career in senior living. And, and I remember for years, I was the youngin. And now when I say I've been in senior living for 20 years, it blows my mind. I'm like, how can it be 20 years? So started as a social worker and then have moved into uh, more operations and administration in the last probably seven years as a licensed healthcare administrator. And so uh, that's just what I do. Um, busy juggling life between wifing well and and moming well, and and then um, you know really in a very rewarding career that is demanding, but also I feel um, ministry minded and missional. Uh, so it's it's definitely a lot to juggle. Yeah, um, I think that is one of the things that kind of you in the forties. I think that's one of those aha moments that I remember experiencing in my forties was like. Oh my gosh, I've been doing this a while now. I mean, it just seems like in my mind, I was always 27. Right. And all of a sudden I woke up. I'm like, whoa, I've been 30 ish. You we know? say the other day, and the other day is 10 right. years ago now. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to be the first time I was a I was called a veteran missionary. And I was like, veteran missionary, that I know I'm I don't like that term because it makes you sound old. 
but I, you know, now I'm embracing it because I'm 20 years into the Dominican Republic and that ministry. And so it does shock you a little bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, I think one thing that's cool about the forties is it somehow people look at you different um, on a respect level. It's like you're in your Uh thirties and twenties. They're like, yeah, you're in your, yeah. But all of a sudden it's like you're in your forties and everybody's like, oh, what did she say? And I'm like, (laughs) oh, people are listening to me now. (laughs) You know, this is just like, so there was a transition in that. I don't know if you guys are experiencing that or not, but all of a sudden people look at you differently than they did 10 years ago. I would agree for sure. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Beth, tell us a little bit about maybe your testimony, uh, you know, uh, your story of, of, of exper- a relationship with Christ and a little bit about that before we dive into the decades, because I always think this is important for people to hear a little bit about people's journey. Absolutely. Sure. I was born into a great family, a great Christian home and uh, just privileged to that. And, and I love the fact that I had parents that understood and showed me the love of Christ. Um, in a very real way. And so I feel like my view of God as my father was shaped by my parents who were very loving. Um, you know, I grew up in a conservative home and, and, but they were very loving and, and made God's word real, uh, to us. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was part of our life. It was culture. It was, it was every day, but, uh, you know, I came to know the Lord at a young age, but of course, um, you know, your life doesn't transform significantly when you, when you grow up in a, a great home already, but really into my high school years and college days, I started to understand that my walk with the Lord needed to be personal and not just between what I had been raised with, but more intentional and, and just, uh, grew in him and my relationship with him and, and just searching and digging and just coming to know the Lord just in a very real way, loving his word, loving hearing from him, what it has to say understanding that it's not just a, a a big broad book of what to do and what not to do but understanding that there's guidance you know in his word and just really uh learning to love the word of god so good uh cuz i think that's you know in our in our journey of aging i think mm-hmm. we also grow spiritually absolutely um, and so there is that not only that maturing as a person mm-hmm. but also hopefully maturing spiritually mm-hmm. and You know, know, I remember sitting next to my mom in church when I was a a child and watching her cry and think, what is wrong with her? (laughs) You know, and now here I am in my 40s and my teenager looks at me and thinks, what is wrong with her? (laughs) (laughs) You know, know. it's it's, it becomes very real, you know, as you deal with just um, loss uh, grief, um, you experience God in a closer way. Um, you know, you, heaven seems different. Um, it's, it's just, it's absolutely different at this age. Yeah. And I think we, I think we're starting to experience if we haven't already, we're starting to experience that even so come Lord Jesus mm-hmm. that I never, I mean, I was like, I'm really enjoying my life in my twenties. I, you mm-hmm. know, I want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. So don't, you know, you want him um, but then switching to where you're like, I really long for, you know, I really long for, you know, our, the, our completed faith. And, um, and so I think that we're starting to, I think in the forties, that's where it really became real for me to where I was like, no, my relationship with God is, you know, less about this word, more about, more about the the future to come. And so that's kind of what I've experienced as well. So what you've said is like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I think, I think this is a decade where in our spiritual walk, that's starting to become more real. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think sometimes, at least in the younger times of our lives, you have a lot of answers. And I think the older you get, you have a lot of questions, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I think that drives us to prayer. It drives us to come Jesus quick. It comes to all your saints because I think, you know, you realize, yeah, maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. I know I was way less than I thought I did about 10 years ago. And it's not because I'm forgetting stuff. That's another right, story. Right. But. <laughs> oh, that's good. So Beth, tell us a few things. What's different? I mean, from your 30s to your 40s, what are some things that you see that are just kind of really different, maybe stick out as really different for you? Um, reading glasses. <laughs> okay. Um, skin. I've been to the dermatologist three times in the last two months. You know, I mean, those are practical changes. Everything is changing. Uh, one thing that I have noticed, though, a lot that I would say different between my 30s to my 40s, in my 30s, you know, and I told you I started my professional career as a social worker. I feel like I am a people advocate. You know, I love people. And part of that also is, and, and tied up in that is I feel like I was very aware of other people and their emotions and their feelings. And I think in my 30s, of uh, 20s and 30s, I often worried about what other people thought. You know, was I letting them down? Um, you know, was I doing the right things to encourage them? And one of the things I've really noticed in my is I feel like I'm getting a whole lot comfier in who I am and comfortable in my own skin and accepting myself for who God created me to be. Um, I've also uh, kind of in my, I feel like what's different is I've learned to uh, become comfortable with what I say is uncomfortable things and uncomfortable conversations. Um, you know, I uh, just this week at work, I had a professional colleague drop in and I hadn't seen her for about a year and she mentioned that her son had passed away in the last year from a fentanyl overdose. And, you know, what do you say to that? You know, I feel like in my thirties, I would freeze, you know, now I feel like I've learned to lean in and to say, you know, how are you caring for yourself right now? And, you know, so not just being comfortable with myself, but uncomfortable with uncomfortable dialogue and, mm -hmm. you know, learning to walk through hard things with people. You know, I feel like, um, loss is rare as we're younger, but as we're getting older, we're experiencing more of that in different capacity. And so, um, you know, I just think that's one of the things that I've noticed a difference between, I think, last decade to this decade. It's just becoming more comfortable with both myself and, and just the uncomfortableness of life. Have there been any surprises? You, I mean, we can talk about what's different, but, um, you know, you've Maybe there's some expectations and you're like, oh, I'm surprised this happened or this didn't happen. You know, positives and negatives. What are some of the surprises that you've encountered in this decade? Um, you know, some of the, the surprises, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit unique. I, I didn't mention this before, but I'm an adoptive mother. So, uh, you know, I started my parenting journey a touch behind some of my peers. I do have peers in their 40s that are parenting children that are entering college. Mine is still in that uh, early teen years uh, phase. But, you know, I think some of the surprises as they get older is it's, it's fun to be able to um, have almost a, like adult conversations with your child in this decade. Um, that's a lot of fun, um, being able to understand their humor. And, uh, you know, I feel like we have another we have a peer kind of in the house, you know, and, and, and that's been a lot of fun for us as far as a surprise. I think, um, 
also just, uh, you know, uh, I guess one of the negatives, I guess, is just you know, like you had said, a lot of the, the, uh, as we, just the pressure we feel from others, you know, and so um, in this generation, one of the negatives I, I would have been surprised with, with that child kind of sandwich in between is we're also parenting children and parenting adults uh, or, or parenting our parents, so to say. So kind of smack in between that generation of feeling the need to not let anybody down, you know, running between this sport, but then also a mother in the hospital or, uh, you know, I feel like I need to help over here and do this. There's a lot of juggling, uh, you know, and I think something that also has surprised me about this is uh, the, the requirement of intentionality in this age. I think that when you're in your thirties, I feel like I was so much more spontaneous and let's get together and let's go do this. And I, I have found out that I feel like friendships are different in my forties. I feel like we say, let's get together. And then eight months passes. <laughs> and, um, you know, we intend to do that, but we're, we're all in a different busy phase. You know, we're not at a play date, you know, watching our little kids. We're busy these days. And so I think nurturing relationships in my 40s has been <clears throat> a lot more work than I thought it would be. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's so true because, you know, um, having friendships that have just stood the test of time, mm -hmm. right? You know, and people who have just done life with you for so long. Uh, and those are people that are always in your life, but it may not look exactly like it looked like yes. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you just have to, um, you have to be good with that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think, mm -hmm. and, and people have to be good with you, um, yeah. you know, and being that way. So I, I do think those are transitions that yeah. I, I saw as well. I'm sure, Beth, you probably have friends who are either a decade behind you, they're still in their 30s, or they mm -hmm. may be a decade ahead of you in their 50s. So having people in front of you and behind you in these friendships and relationships, how does that shape your conversations? How does that shape your, you know, how does that influence and affect you? I think it's essential to have friends on both sides, you know, like you said, and, and I've been blessed to have good friendships, uh, you know, outside of even work where I'm around an older generation of seniors all day, every day, uh, which is entertaining and hilarious and also encouraging in and of itself. But I've, I've been blessed and fortunate to have just friendships in the decades ahead. Uh, and I love to look to them and, and see for me how they are parenting their adult children, you know, how they've made that transition. So as a mother, I want to make sure that I launch my child well, and that, you know, is the goal for him is to send him out as a, as a, young adult into the world, I'm trying to watch how they do that. And I think it's, it's been helpful, um, you know, asking them the questions, you know, how do you do this? What do you suggest? I think also they have helped me know to not sweat the small stuff. You know, they have, have been great at encouraging me of that's not a big deal. It's going to be okay. Uh, so I think that those are absolutely essential. I'm thankful also for those that are behind me, you know, the younger generation, I have several of those friends and you know, often they'll come to visit and say, your house is so perfect. And I try to remind them, I miss toys in the living room. You know, I mean, at 13, he's in his bedroom and he's playing his guitar and he's in his own space. And I try to just encourage them to soak in every moment. You know, when they're little, your house is not going to be 
uh, a mess filled with toys everywhere forever. And, uh, you know, I just think that it's important to to speak into that and to encourage them as well that it's, you know, not to be discontent in the phase that they're in. This phase that I'm in has a different kind of loneliness than what they're experiencing. It's interesting. I think, yeah, that is important to, to have those conversations of just relatability uh, and relational, you know, and 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 I think that 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 type of connection is something. I mean, we were I was sitting around the table with some friends last night. And I was looking. There was the young, the little young missionaries, and then there's missionaries that are really like ten years behind me. And so I think those conversations are important. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and I, you know, and I think we do learn from each other, which I think is important. You know, uh, we can all. There's people we learn from, and I've been surprised sometimes at perspective I've gotten from the younger generation that I mm-hmm. maybe I had lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somehow I missed and I've gotten, you know, say, oh, ooh, that was a good point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or something that, you know, the older, the older generation ahead of me is like speaking into. Uh, so I do think having those friendships uh, on both sides of that kind of help us get, prote- retain some perspective mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Um, so what are you looking forward to as you think about, you know, you've got a teenage boy right now mm-hmm. um, and a great kid. As you look forward and you think about the next five to 10 years, what are you, what are some things you're looking forward to? I think, you know, and I, I, I hate to rush seasons. You know, I feel like it's, you know, when we were younger, you know, I kept thinking of, I don't have to carry a diaper bag. And when I don't have to do this, I hate to rush seasons, but I, the, I can't wait for things to slow down. You know, I feel like this, we are in just a rapid, uh, busy season. Um, You know, once you start that parenting phase, I think it is nonstop, um, but in a different way now, you know, it's, it's busy. I'm, I'm looking forward to the time where we can slow down a little bit, you know, and, and, and take time, you know, really just to relax and, enjoy, uh, you know, the day and not feel like every night I'm going home and running straight into homework and, you know, dishes and packing lunches and, uh, you know, so trying to slow down, I think it's, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's That's awesome. Okay. So you, we've talked about, what are you enjoying right now? We've talked about, okay, looking ahead or talking to your friends about the different decades, but right now in your forties, what is something that you're just really looking, you're just really enjoying? I think, you know, and I've talked about how I've, I've become comfortable with uncomfortable. So I feel like at this phase, I am most enjoying very real relationships. And I feel like I've kind of filtered through some of the, the ones that are not real and, um, you know, may, may just be for seasons. Uh, but I am really enjoying the realness of some friendships that are deep that you don't like what you said, Reba, that you don't have to maybe nurture like you did in the past, but they're, they're there for a lifetime. Uh, just, just real friendships and relationships that are a connectedness that you don't have to feel like you have to connect with on a daily basis, but when you need them, they're there and they speak truth and they speak, um, just a level of truth that, that you don't get. I think when you're younger, I'm enjoying that. It's good. Yeah, I think, you know, um, Al, of course, Allie and I do this podcast together, but we're also very good friends. And uh, and so we have a lot of those types of conversations, probably mm-hmm. even more so now in the last maybe five years than we did five years previous. Um, because I don't know, there's just there's a 
kind of a level that you get to and it's like okay enough with enough with stuff that doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know uh or um you know let's you know enough you know let's quit playing around and ask each other the hard question or you mm-hmm. know check out check in with each other on how we're doing uh in a you know in a sincere way and i think yes. those are things that as we get older i think it, that combination because you said it in a couple of ways beth but you you begin to say you know what i don't care who's impressed anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just exhausted Mm -hmm. trying to impress people I don't care who's impressed anymore right now I'm on a mission with my life and and Mm -hmm. I want to you know and I want to grab some people with me that are going to help me as I move forward on this mission to do do it well yeah and I think I think finding it's so important to find those (laughs) like-minded friendships but also there's some friendships that think a little bit differently and so you can get a different perspective and having a good balance yes. of both. I think I've finally figured, mm-hmm. am figuring that out, you know, in, in, in this decade. It's fun. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so Beth, you've got, thinking back to, um, you know, let's just say that there's a woman listening right now and she's in her thirties and she is dying to ask the question. And she's like, what advice would you give me in my thirties? Um, that you didn't, maybe you didn't know, maybe you wish somebody had told you. Uh, mm-hmm. So Beth, speak to, speak to those that are coming up behind you. Any, mm-hmm. any advice you would give to mm-hmm. women sitting in their 30s? Um, you know, I would probably say, um, find a good, find a good uh, counselor, marriage counselor, a good someone that you, that can pour into you too. Um, when you get stuck, don't stay stuck. You know, I feel like I have, uh, the pendulum in our, in our generation has swung so far into self-care that I feel like we avoid any kind of self-care and we feel like self-care looks an equal selfishness. Um, I think one of the things that's important is find a way to care for yourself and nurture the relationships that matter most which is your marriage. Um, you know, in this uh, 20 years of marriage where I am and parenting and busyness, we have to make a priority on ourselves in that way. And I think that it's easy to get caught up in parenting and the busyness that we forget that. And so, you know, I try to always encourage people behind me to uh, do what it takes to have good self-awareness uh, of where you need help. So when you need help, um, get the help. Don't stay stuck. You know, I I think that that's, you know, I think I've spent a lot of years younger, just going through motions. And I think that help is there and, and can help you move, move forward into a thriving relationship, both at home and and with friendship. So that would be my best advice. Well, I think that's what we talked about at the beginning is we now are willing to say we don't have all the answers. And so yes. your advice to find somebody who can, mm-hmm. who you can say, okay, I'm not, something's off. What, mm-hmm. you know, who can I talk to or what can I take, you know, can I ask mm-hmm. you this or, and asking them, because I think, like you said, we're really, we don't want to, we're no longer just willing to just make it look like we have it mm-hmm. all together. We're okay yeah. being vulnerable. And I think that's really important because we're coming out of maybe the, our thirties who we, we were trying to make it look perfect. And now we're mm-hmm. like, you know what? We don't have all the answers. It's okay that we don't have all the answers. Let's find mm-hmm. somebody who does, or let's work together on, on mm-hmm. this, again, this community and connectedness. It's so important. It is. And I think it just, 
if I could sum it up in one word, it's intentionality, being intentional in so many of our relationships. It's just, you can't just, I, I think that you can't just expect it to happen and let it happen. And it's going to happen and it's going to be right. And it's going to be okay. You have to be intentional in how you want them formed and how you want them to look like and how to nurture them and care for them well. Yeah, that's good. Uh, because, you know, I think life is filled with, you know, times when we're misunderstood, times when we're stuck, times when we're not sure how to go mm -hmm. forward. Um, life is filled with moments like that. And, you know, you either kind of let it spiral you down into like, like you said, Beth, where we're stuck and we don't move forward. Or you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to do the hard work yeah. um, of moving myself forward. And mm -hmm. maybe that's letting something go. Maybe mm -hmm. that's grabbing something new. Maybe that's getting advice from somebody that, you know, uh, humbling myself and saying, mm -hmm. hey, I don't, I don't know what to do now. Uh, and I need help here. And I think those, those are all, man, that, that's great mm -hmm. advice because yeah. I think we, we all can, we all can continue to be better versions of ourselves as we become more like Christ. And as mm -hmm. we become more like he wants us to be, as we're intentional about, mm -hmm. about who we are. So that's super yeah. advice. Love it. I think I thought I would have it more together in my 40s. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I'm still playing, playing adult, you know, I'm playing adult yeah. over here. But yes, I, I feel like it's, it's time to just keep perfecting what we're doing and keep working on ourselves and, and being a better version of ourselves all the time. I love it. Well, we, we usually try to end the podcast with some fun, rapid fire questions. And these are just, you know, fun, silly, uh, usually questions, just trying to uh, get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to do that uh, as we kind of bring our podcast to a close. And then uh, and then we'll always we always have the same last question. So, Allie, you want to kick off the rapid fire? Yeah. And this could be, you know, this could be a, a book you're reading now or a book that you've always enjoyed and you always go back to, but what is one book besides the Bible that is, that has impacted you? Um, you know, one that I have uh, recently picked up again, and read when I was young, but just recently have finished. I'm not a great reader. I'm going to say that this is something that has surprised me in my decade of the forties. I'm not a good reader anymore. Um, so audible and the library app um, and audiobooks are my friends. So when I say I read a book, I usually mean I listened to a book recently. Yeah. So um, one of my favorites that has been a longtime favorite, I just listened to in the last month again, is The Hiding Place by Corey Tindu. And that's that's one of my favorites. I just love. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I need to go back. I haven't re I haven't read that one in a long time. So that's that's a good it's one. A good one. It was good to re re listen to. Oh, that's cool. All right, so favorite meal. I mean, if you're it, they said, Beth, you can have anything you want. You name it. It's right here. What, what are you picking? This sounds simple, but it's good pizza. Not cheap pizza, good pizza. And I know you, Reba, so I know that you're in with me. Good oh, yeah. pizza is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's that such a be. difference between the good pizza and the cheap oh, pizza. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Yes. So what do you enjoy doing in your free time? In my free time, you if know what? I'm a crazy things. plant lady. Yeah, you are. I'm a crazy plant lady. I could spend hours watering and repotting my plants and nurturing my plants. And I think I'm a, I'm a little old lady at heart. So I, I love my plants. That's my free time. <laughs> all right. It's awesome. And all right. So one more fun question and then we'll ask you our last one. But do, do you have a favorite movie? Do you have some a movie that just makes you 
It makes you laugh, makes you cry. You just love it. You watch it on repeat. You know, I'm not a big movie person, surprisingly, okay. but there is one that I feel like if it's, if it's scrolling through TV and it's on, I will always stop and watch it. And I do not endorse it due to its rating. Don't you love that? I love the Shawshank Redemption. It's a good story of just justice served. And it's, I, I love it. It's, it's a good poignant story. So it's one of my favorites. Very good. Very good. All okay, right. So well, we, Alan, we always save this last one. So I'm going to let you take it. Yeah. What, yeah. What does keep you rooted deep, Beth? You know, outside of my faith, of course, I, I feel like I can't be rooted deep without my faith. But for me, uh, gratefulness keeps me rooted. I think it's uh, important to focus daily on gratefulness. Gratefulness takes my eyes off of me and it puts my eyes onto God and who is the good giver of gifts. And, uh, you know, so I try to practice that on a regular, on a regular basis. I think it negativity can't coincide and coexist with gratefulness. So that's for me, uh, uh, gratefulness and a mindful practice, practice of gratefulness keeps me rooted. Good. Good stuff. Well, this has been a fun conversation about being in the 40s. Uh, two women here in their 40s. And uh, so it's always fun. Thanks, Beth, so much for taking some time out to join us on the podcast. And I know that uh, women are going to enjoy hearing this perspective uh, as we kind of leap uh, from our 40s. Now, next podcast, we're going to be diving into the 50s. And this is my zone. Uh, and so uh, somebody said that the 50s uh, are the, are, are the new, you know, the new 40 or whatever, you know, it's, the, it's, it's, we're getting younger. I don't know how you say that, but I do feel like there's some merit to that. So, um, we'll, we'll see how it goes with the conversation, but thanks so much for being with us and for just kind of sharing your heart with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, until next time, join us on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.